This is the 77 WABC minicast. This is the other side of midnight. I am Frank Morano, and very, very lucky to be joined this morning by one of the greatest storytellers of all time. And it doesn't even matter if the form of that story is a one-man show on a stage. Doesn't matter if the form of that story is a film, a podcast, or even a beautiful bowl of Capolini Pomodoro. He's incredibly outspoken, and at times seems just as tough as some of the characters he's played over the years. If you doubt me, just tell him you want to do away with Columbus Day. Rumor has it he's even in the cigar business now. I am very, very pleased uh, to be joined by Academy Award-nominated actor, screenwriter, producer, playwright, restaurateur, whose works include the legendary one-man show and film, A Bronx Tale, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Chaz Palminteri. Chaz, it's great to talk to you again. Oh, great to talk to you, Frank. It's... uh... I hope I could follow that introduction there. Go ahead. Oh, please. Uh, you are the closest thing I know to a, a true 21st century renaissance man. Uh, Chaz, uh, you've been so involved in films for the last couple of decades, and uh, a lot of people are celebrating with the end of the writer's strike. The uh, right. actors are congratulating the writers on uh, the fact that it looks like the strike is coming to an end. Uh, do you think that the sag after strike will follow suit anytime soon? Oh, I think so. I think so. I think uh, uh, people finally got the message that, you know, we're standing together and, you know, you just can't uh, not pay people for their work. You just can't do that. You can't be streaming things. And then and then the writer and, and the actors don't get paid. I mean, that, that's that's crazy. You can't do that. I mean, uh, you also just can't take our images and then make other and put him in other movies. I mean, that's insane, you know. So uh, finally, uh, they realized that hey, we're standing together, and we're not going to do it, and that's it. You know, obviously, Chaz, I think a lot of folks know you best from your work with A Bronx Tale, both the stage show, which we're going to talk about in just a second, and obviously the iconic film. You knew A Bronx Tale was going to be a hit when you were doing that as a one-man show. You've told me before how you declined repeated very generous offers at a time when you were not necessarily in a financial position to do so. How did you know uh, A Bronx Tale was going to be as big of a hit as it was? Well... You know, to say it was going to be a hit, I, I, I knew it was good. Did I know it was going to be a hit? No, but I knew what I wrote. And when I performed it and the reaction I got from people that I had something special because uh, the crowds kept getting bigger. I, I was selling out every theater in L.A. when I moved into a bigger theater. Uh, I, I had, uh, at the time, I had $200 in the bank. They offered me $250,000 after the second week of doing it. Uh, but they didn't want me to play Sonny. They didn't want me to write the screenplay. And I, and I uh, refused. I said, no, I want to play Sonny. I want to write the screenplay. And about a month later, uh, they offered me half a million dollars. And people thought I was crazy. And then about a month, after, no, less than that, about two weeks after that, I got offered $1 million. And again, I refused. And then only a few weeks after I turned down a million, I did the show one night, uh, and I got off stage, and people gave me the standing ovation, as always, like I was always getting every night. And the guy on stage manager said, you better get in your dressing room, Robert De Niro was waiting for you. And I said, what? 
He said, yeah, he just saw the show, and he, he's down in your dressing room. So I went down to the dressing room in the theater, and there was Bob De Niro. And he said uh, how great the show was. He goes, he goes, you did the movie? You did like a movie on stage. And I said, yeah, that was my idea, Bob. And, and, he, and he knew what was going on. And he said, look, uh, I, I, he said, I'll tell you what. You should play Sonny. You'll be great. And you should direct it. Oh, excuse me. You should write it because it's your life. It'll be honest. He says, I'll play your father, Lorenzo, and I will direct it. And that's the way it'll be if you shake my hand. And I shook his hand, and that was 34 years ago, and I've been on a ride of it since. After that, I just exploded into the nomination for the Academy Award and then uh, Usual Suspects, Bullets Over Broadway. And I've been, you know, I've been here for like all these years now. That was the big uh, yeah. It seems hard to believe, but this Thursday is actually going to be the 30th anniversary of the release right. of that motion picture. And as you said, over the last 30 years, you've done a lot of great motion pictures, not only Bullets Over Broadway, but uh, even right. something like A Night at the Roxbury. And as a craps yeah. player myself, one of one of my one of my favorite films that you've done is Yonkers Joe. But the question I have for you is you're still doing a Bronx tale as a one man show just next month. You're going to be performing in Massachusetts and in Pennsylvania. We have a lot right. of listeners in both places. People can check out the details at chazpalmentary.net. 30 years after your work right. has been a blockbuster film. Why do you still do this show when your career has gone in so many other directions? Right. I mean, that's true. This will be my 1,025th show that I'll be doing. I've been doing the show for basically 30 years, uh, 34 years, actually. Uh, and I do it because it is so damn good. I got to be honest with you. It's a great show. People see it not once, Frank. They've seen it 10, 20, 30 times. I mean... For people, I always tell people, go to my Instagram, and my schedule is on there. You'll see my schedule on Instagram, or you can go to chazpalmentary.net, one or the other. And it, it's a show that just people cry at the end. They're laughing. They're crying. They stand up and cheer. It's, it's one of those things when you write something that's lightning in a bottle. And I do, I do the movie on stage mm. myself. I play now, there's nothing – I've seen it twice. There's never been anything like this. No, no. No, there hasn't. There hasn't been anything like it. I actually do the film, the whole film, and they go, well, how do you do that? I go, I can't explain it. You have to, you have to see it. You have to see it. You know? and, and again, if people so, want to check out the uh, upcoming shows and the dates, they can go to chazpalmentary.net. You know more than anybody how difficult it is to make it in show business, to make it in the entertainment business. It's almost the equivalent of winning the lottery. And a lot of times when people play the lottery, they think to themselves, oh, what would I do if I won the lottery? What am I going to do if this person asked me for money? What right. if I'm going to do if that person asked me for money? There's one story you've got to confirm for me whether it's true or not. Maybe it's just myth. Maybe it's folklore. But I've heard that right before you hit it big with the film version of A Bronx Tale, you asked a bunch of friends of yours to borrow <laughs> a significant amount of money so that you yes. would be in a position to know who to lend money to when you were living high on the hog. Is that true? That's very true. Actually, I did it because I knew I wasn't going to be able to get it. 
So I knew they weren't going to ask me when I got the money. That's a true story. Yes. So tell folks what happened. What did you What did you do? How many people did you ask, and for how much? Uh, there was it's four or five, and out of the five, only one person still called me back and asked and asked me that he wanted twenty five thousand to buy a house, and I said I can't give you that. No. You know, <laughs> I a- knew these guys. I grew up with them, but I knew they were all, uh, you know, they were great guys, but they were all shakers and bakers, you know. Uh, so I asked with Chaz them pa- to lend me, ten, what was it, five, I think it was 5000 some were 10000 And I said, look, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm about to make a big score. I'll pay you back. And they all said, Chaz, come on. I, I'm married. And I knew they couldn't do it because they were married <laughs> and got kids and I said, look, don't worry. I just took a shot. Don't even worry about it. We're still good, man. <laughs> so I knew it. And two weeks later, I get this check. And they say, holy shit, you were right. You said you were going to make a school. I said, I know. I can't believe it. This is great. And they said, Chad, is it possible you should lend me 10000 I said, one guy had the balls to ask me. <laughs> but they, the other guys wouldn't ask me because they knew they couldn't give it to me at the time. You know, you know what I mean? But, yeah, it was a Machiavellian trick. That's a true story, yes. <laughs> 